Welcome to Caffeine Confessionals. We are here for the Double Agents Episode 5 Recap. My name is Alan Aguirre. This is my lovely podcast co-host, Miss Nikki Sin. Hello, hello. Happy to be back. Episode 5 already? Yes, Episode 5 already. I mean, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was another just like a solid episode, just like a very B, B-plus episode. And this season... It has been chill vibes overall. I don't know about you. It has. I feel like they, they really, really pumped it up in the like the pre-shows. And I I I feel like they're delivering based on what they, they were like selling to us. They're like, there's gonna be drama. There's drama. There's gonna be like physical altercations in in the in the daily challenges. And I, I think they're the challenge for once is really delivering in the most like recent seasons. I think there are some people disappointed in this season, and I think that's because some people want this show to be, like, one of the best seasons ever, and if it's not, they just get immediately upset. Whereas this season, it's just solid. I mean, there's nothing, for me personally, I mean, there's obviously things I can complain about, but I'm enjoying watching it every week. I'm not, like, going into the episodes just upset like I was previous seasons. Yeah, I feel like Total Madness, I was... So season 35, I feel like I was I was really hyped on it. I was like, okay, like the bunker's gonna be so cool. There's like all these like newbies that I haven't seen before. Like I was so happy Melissa was back. And then it just like plot it was terrible. I did not like it. It didn't have the things that I needed, which was the drama to go with the like physical competitions. They were just miserable. On this one, there seems to be everything that I want. Except for Melissa. <laughs> that season Agreed. And War of the Worlds 2 felt like a chore. This one just, you know, it's very welcoming. And even though the people who are getting a majority of the screen time thus far are not people I expected, it's still been good. I mean, like, there are people I actively dislike who are getting the focus put on them. And yet I'm still coming out of these episodes, like, wanting to see more. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I can't wait to see Devin on the screen again. He's been a highlight this season, like, in all honesty. he's. I think he's really coming into his own because he doesn't have to play up that whole, like, bananas and I have a rivalry role. Because Corey did that for a while, and it's just, like, I don't think it was working for him. Yeah, getting into the episode, we open up with Corey being upset or fessy because, you know, he just betrayed their friend. And Corey just flat out tells them, like, dude... I don't consider you a friend. You weren't ever Nelson's friend because a real friend would not do that. And it's flat out true. Yeah. And Fessy was totally lying. He's like, I didn't know. Like, that's what was going to happen. You know, like I had to get my gold skull. I Like, I didn't know it was going to be like hall brawl. I didn't know it was against Nelson. And it's like, Tori was like, she told him. He was like, I want it. And she's like, yeah, but it's, it's, it's Nelson. And he's like, I want it. Yeah. Point blank lying. Then you have the people in the audience, like everyone, people in the house, people outside, just watching them with excitement because this is the closest thing to Netflix they're going to get. It reminds me it reminds me of that TT quote from Invasion where he's like, oh, this is better than TV. It is TV. <laughs> yeah. Watching, like, I think it was CT, like, pretending to, like, sip a drink and, like, eat popcorn, too, on the sidelines. Oh, he perfect. was drinking. I mean, obviously, he wanted to make it known to us that he was drinking something by his gesture, like, going... It was also the most the awkward looking drink of all time. I was like, I would never want to drink anything in that way. What uh, is that? Then Josh jumps in Ugh. because 
this is one of the few times Josh hasn't been completely dunked on in an argument this season. Because he's like, dude, you took my chance. I wanted to go in. And we all there know that no Nelson... We, we all know Nelson would have killed him in that elimination, considering what he yeah. did to Fessy. And then where it really devolves is the fact that Tori jumps in and tries to, like, defend Fessy. Like, he's the man she's engaged with. Yeah. <laughs> and Fessy's like, Tori and I just have, like, this real connection. And I'm like, yeah, wait. What about, what about her fiancé? And, like, I'm not the biggest Jordan fan. I'm not I'm not a fan of, like, his past. Like, his, I, I think he's a really strong competitor. But, like, him personally, not a huge fan. But, like, what's being shown and how it's being edited is just doing Jordan so dirty. Agreed. I mean, there's even a scene later in the episode where their, his photo is blurred out with her, with her in their bedroom. And I was, like, a little detail. I just, like, I noticed. And I was like, oh, man. Oh. They're doing they're doing Jordan dirty here. Uh, is he getting deed? I I don't know. Maybe they just do that with all like family type photos. I guess. I, uh, I I would assume he wouldn't get blurred out because he is a cast member on the show and a former champion. Uh, then again, maybe maybe they are pulling a D type stuff. Uh, what I did want to mention though is that with the Josh stuff and Tori, Tori's like, yeah. no, Josh, I thought I was saving you, and which. Is not true because like, no, she was helping she, out Fessy. Yeah, she was all dickmatized and was like, "Yeah, I, I don't know why she couldn't just like be honest about it." What really disgusted me personally, I don't know if all these are disgusted, but really annoyed me was the way she threw Devin under the bus, and she was like, "Josh, I'm trying to protect you from this guy, Devin." When yeah. in reality, Devin is the guy who graciously allowed Tori to put Fessy in. Yeah. When that doesn't help his game at all. He no. wanted to put in Jay because even though he had his beef with Amber, Devin and Nelson are still friends. And overall, he put his game on the line for Tori. And now she's throwing him under the bus in front of Josh saying like, I saved you from yep. him. That's like if you make like, I don't know, 20 brownies for a guy and then that guy gives, like, you know, a brownie to Josh. Like, yeah, I made you a brownie. Like, no, you did it for yeah, Fessy. No. Yeah. <laughs> and she, like, she did it for herself, ultimately. She wasn't doing anyone other than, like, herself a favor. It was gross to me because, like, you know, I, I, we've ragged on Devin a lot. But he was being a good teammate in this moment. And yeah. then she just threw away any chance of reconciliation and pl played a really selfish game. And the way she talked to him, the way she cursed him, not just like not even get himself involved. Yep. And he didn't, he didn't. I thought that was really respectful out of Devin. And I thought it was for once. Yeah. And I thought it was just rude of Tori. Yeah. I, I feel like Tori might be one of the cast members that needs to take like a season's break. Yeah. You know how, like, like Kara and War the Worlds was like, just that was her, her, like, it seemed like it was her everything, which, like, I get it. That's their job. But I just, I, I feel like Tori needs to, like, take a break. She either needs to take a break or just fully heel turn. She just needs to go, like, I'm a villain now. I'm going to embrace this role. Yeah. I'm going to do this and that. And I'm not even going to pretend to be a good guy anymore. Because to me, it's one way or the other. I at least want someone who commits to something and just goes all out rather than yeah. being all wishy-washy like like amber m's going all in she's like no i'm not a layup i'm not as weak as people think that i am and i'm not gonna sit there and take it quietly 
Like she's owning that 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 role, which I respect the hell out of. Which transitioned us perfectly because then we have a scene where there are four girls in a room. It is yep. Big T, Amber M, Gabby, and Amber B. And they so talk like about rookies. Yeah, yeah. They they even though Big T is not actually a rookie, they talk about themselves as rookies. Yeah. Because they kind of get treated that way. Uh and they orchestrate a plan where their goal is to make Anissa the house vote and Tori the power, the double agent power vote if they get the chance. Yeah. They choose Anissa as the house vote because they think like, well, more people think Anissa is weak and thus it's easier to rally votes against her, which makes sense. Uh, yeah, Amber. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Go for it. Oh, it's probably just like a, a lot less of a ripple effect. Like if they put Tori in, Tori seems to have uh, more people like on her side than Anissa does. Seems like Anissa just kind of has Tori and Nani. Yeah, and what I was impressed by was the way that Gabby and Amber were talking because we know Big T wants to play the politics of this game, and she actually does in this episode, but the way they were just speaking, Amber really impressed me because they were talking game, like legitimate yeah. game and like strategy, and it's funny yeah. because Tori is accusing them of being weaker girls who are trying to get out stronger girls. And that's not what they're truly aiming for. That's not the case. They were friends and Tori called them weak. Thus they are retaliating, which is yeah. what you should do. It's I don't, like, what were they going to do? Just like stand down and be like, yeah. I, like if Tori's like, oh, you're a weak player. Like, oh, you're right. Okay. I guess just put me in, but only put me in if it's something very physical that you know you can beat me at because I'm weak. Like, I they would never name, do that. They name themselves the Itty Bitty Small Committee, which to me, you either have to call yourself the Itty Bitty Small Girl Committee or the Itty Bitty Committee, which has great rhyming to it. I prefer Itty Bitty Committee. I myself I, have uh, actively, since probably like the age of 13, been part of an Itty Bitty Committee. Um, you know stature wise <laughs> so you have to go with the with the rhyming concept of it it was a great name they're a great group i don't know if amber b is in the itty bitty committee because she's when so the tall. scene when the scene starts she's in the room and then when they name the alliance she's not in the room and she's like five nine so i don't know if she's legally yeah. allowed to be in the itty bitty. maybe she's a she's friend of the maybe she can get like a sponsorship ship from like a shorter girl to be like yeah it's cool She's like, I'm friends with Natalie Negrati from Big Brother 16 and The Challenge. Uh, she is my sponsor. She's yeah. Amber plus one. <laughs> I'm her plus, her minus one of like a foot. So, <laughs> What I love about this group is that the way they talk to each other and the way they talk game, it really depicts female friendship and support in a very powerful way. And I when love you compare, it. And you compare it to Tori who on social media, you know, talks all about, you know, powerful females and stuff like that. And then in this game, it's calling these girls layup and tearing yep. people down. These girls are actually supporting one another in a healthy way. And you don't see that yep. a lot on TV. No, and I feel like Tori is just constantly like, okay, like they're weaker. They're, like, I want to take them out. And then when she gets called out on it, she's like, well, no, you got to like earn your stripes. You got to like show that you got to like earn this. And it's like, well, which one do you want then? Yeah, Tori's like, I didn't just jump on the challenge and was, like, treated like a princess. I'm like, 
I think on her third challenge on Dirty 30, she was picked first out of all players. And, yeah. you know, Jordan immediately latched onto her. was like, yeah, I'm running a final with Tori. Like, it's her life on the challenge started on third base. And somehow she's all the way back on first base. <laughs> yeah. And she's sort of, like, lucked out because the time period in which she became, like, you know, one of the faces of the challenge is when it seems like the the physical competitions were, like, really geared towards her physical stature. It's weird because Tori is not a, like, you can't say she's a bad competitor based on some of her accomplishments on this show. At the same time, there's just something very artificial towards her that just, it feels like she's like, she's like a set of bowling pins getting, just ready to get knocked down over and over again. She's got a bad attitude too, like a bad attitude. I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) Something about it, like, doesn't sit right with me. Again, I do not like when people are like, yeah, like, women need to, like, stand together. Yay, girl power. Girls supporting girls. And then just, like, shitting all over them. Like, pick yeah, one. No- pick a side. Nothing she's shown on the show over all seasons no. really depicts that. Well, she didn't, she didn't show up in the daily, so. <laughs> uh, the the dailies we're going to talk about next. And right before it starts, TJ informs people that Natalie has to leave the game due to a personal issue, which makes three girls this season who have left the show via non-elimination or purge methods. That's 20% of our female cast. And that just sucks because I think a lot of people were excited to see Natalie. I mean, just based on the preseason hype, I mean, she's a survivor winner, survivor runner up of the, you know, the all winner season and just a beast. Yeah. And like two, two rookies have left. It's not like, it's not like people that we've got to see compete. Like, I feel like Liv could have given so much more. I feel like Natalie still had so much more in her. So I, I thought it was a real shame. I hope to see yeah. Natalie back on another season, though. I think that, that she, could really, she could really dominate that. It's rumored that she got into it with a lot of people. Uh, got into a lot of, like, arguments slash fights. I would have loved to have seen them. Yeah, I would have loved to see them. And, you know, part of me thinks that MTV edited them out because they don't want... Mm. negative comments towards her because they they don't they want her to come back for a future season so they're trying to keep her edit as clean and as positive as possible like they do with their favorite fruit bananas because i don't don't think that she had anything like necessarily bad but i just think the fandom itself can sometimes be rude especially towards strong women yeah and, like, I'm not even talking about, like, fandom, like the fandom just on Twitter. Like, if you go on Reddit, what a scary place to be in the challenge community. Oh, I, you my know, God. in my opinion, Reddit is, the like, the best place. Like, it, for me, like, the worst are Twitter, Instagram. I mean, I love them, too, at the same time. Uh, Instagram, some weird comments I see on Instagram all the time. And then Facebook. Maybe. Uh, fa- Facebook is hit or miss because, like... There are some really good comments on Facebook, and then some people like won't even watch the show, and they're just ready to comment. They're like, yeah. "I'm not even going to read your post, but now that I see somewhere I can comment, I'm gonna go all in." And it's yeah, it's hilarious. But I mean, I think that's part of any, you know, fandom. Well, it's I I find it particularly difficult being like a female fan and like female person that writes about the show and talks about the show because it, it's like scary on there. Yeah, I mean, it's something I've talked about before where, you know, I'll have people who are readers of my articles who 
are really positive towards me. But then they'll, you know, in a comment, they'll throw a dig at a human being that to me is just not cool. And yeah. it's just little stuff like that that makes me think that, like, yeah, it's a good thing that, you know, MTV maybe didn't depict Natalie in a bad way, at least this first season. So that way, next season when she comes on or whenever she comes on for a future season, people will still be as hyped for her. Yeah, and I think it was also really important to depict somebody from Survivor as as really strong, especially a female, because like Jay Jay earned his stripes last season. I've I've said what I said about his any any views he has that may be a little bit red, but he I think he I think Jay's a strong competitor. Yeah, I mean he keeps so, proving himself again and again. It's nice uh, to have like a like a solid female representation, a solid male representation from Survivor. I want to I want them to bring in a terrible Survivor player. I want them to bring in the Wendell. least athletic Survivor player. And so that person can just get dunked on. Boston and, Rob. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, Boston Rob, he was, he was good at the Survivor challenges. No, he's just you, too old now. <laughs> if you let him do a Survivor, because if you watch him at the end of Winners at War, he was in shape. I, <laughs> By the no, end of I'm, Winners at War. I'm a Boston Rob fan. <laughs> Boston Robert? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I Moving want, on. I, want janelle though from big brother like if i could go back in time to like much earlier challenge seasons i would have like paid money to see janelle and trishelle like just like spilling wine and yelling at each other i (laughs) oh i agree moving on uh we have the next twist which is tj brings in ashley back into the game because they don't want to have a fourth male elimination already this season and not a third in a row it makes sense because you know we need more females after so many have been taken out yeah for the skull twist it's just unfair if you know with a limited amount of skull slash eliminations uh we need more Uh, i'm a little bit shocked because they had jenny west as an alternate who lives in europe who they could have just flew in but she might not have been like quarantined still do you think Ashley was quarantined? Do you think she was I still feel quarantined? Like, Why would she I be quarantined like after, after she got eliminated? But it, do they like send them to like a hotel after? I feel like they don't get like a direct flight home. Well, she got eliminated like two weeks ago at this point in the game. That's true. But you, <laughs> you're supposed to quarantine for two weeks. Was she? I don't think. I don't think she would. I mean, if you've got to bring someone back, bring in Ashley because she's more entertainment. But it's just funny to me that they had all these alternates of people who got left off the cast, and then they bring in Ashley back. Though, we do need the star power of Ashley yeah. on the show. And it's, the comedic value. Ashley, if you're listening to this or watching this, um, can, were you quarantining? What happened? Can you tell I, us? I did enjoy that when Ashley came in, like, oh, I heard it's been boring since I left. And that's some people on Twitter's opinion, like, it's been boring. Yeah. And she has, like, a great fan base. Truly, truly. I am part of it, so... The daily challenge was uh, players had to unravel 200 feet of rope. Uh, as they try to do so, their female counterpart would hold on to um, a ledge to which they were so standing on, up. to which they were standing on a tiny perch overhead of a beautiful waterfall. Then, once the players had the 200 feet of rope pulled up, they can go and grab their partner's hands to hold them up. After a certain amount of time, uh, TJ will hit a button and that perch will be gone. 
thus meaning the players can only hold on to the ledge itself or their players, their teammates' hands. Uh, They were competed in two heats. The team to go the longest overall wins. It was a visually cool daily challenge. And it's one so I kind scary of, looking. I want them to bring it back for future seasons. Like every partner season yeah. they do from now on, I want this to be one of the challenges. I thought it was going to be trivia because he was like, at some, TJ was like, at some point, you know, at any point, I can just like get rid of that platform. And I was like, oh, it's trivia. Yes. I get a hall ball, hall brawl, and then trivia. This is great. Um, but then it was just like an endurance thing. And I was like, oh, fair. Okay. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And Heat won. The people who competed in it were Devin and Tori, Anissa and Leroy, Jay and Teresa, Nam and Lolo, Amber B and Darrell, and the team of Gabby and Leroy. Also, that's not me like saying his name wrong. That's what the graphic on MTV said when they threw up the names. So Gabby and Leo were the sixth team. Little mishap by MTV. <laughs> <laughs> what was not great a, <laughs> about not a great what was great about this daily challenge is that uh, some people tried much less than others uh, Devin because it was a female elimination day just, just didn't even try at all no. he was like after what Tori did yesterday yeah I don't really care about winning so when TJ hits that button, she gets knocked off immediately. He looked uh, like he was like pantomiming, pulling the rope. Up. He was like, "Ooh, ooh!" It's <laughs> funny. It's like when everyone is like trying to clean up after like a party, and you're just staying in like one little corner of the room, and you're just like cleaning up that one little corner because you don't want to do anything, and you're just trying to pretend like you're working. I would never do that if any of my old bosses are watching. I've never done that. Of the people pulling out the rope, the two fastest were Jay and Leroy. Really impressive by Jay who came in first out of these people because he just had the the method down. He was just pulling out that rope. He just well, had the momentum. He's a rock climber. That's like their MO is like so much rope. Yeah, grip strength and stuff like that. Yeah. Leroy, he oh, great grip strength. Great history with stuff like this. I expected him to kill it. Uh, Nam and Lolo uh, did solid. Uh, Leo was not that fast when it came to pulling the rope. And when TJ hits the button, Gabby actually has to hold on to the cliff and holds on long enough for Leo to actually get to her. So that really impressed me because she was holding herself up for a long time. Uh, Darrell and Amber, uh, Amber held on to the cliff for... As long as she could, but uh, she drops right when Darrell finishes pulling out the rope, which is the most uh, horror movie type finish. Where he well, just... the, the way that she swung it reminded me of on Invasion when like Theo was just like swinging in the background because he quit. He didn't want to do the challenge, <laughs> <laughs> the elimination, like looking like Britney Spears. What's funny is that when TJ hit the button, uh, Leroy and uh, Anissa's grip were not great because she just immediately falls, even though he's one of the first people. Where like I, they definitely uh, underestimated how much they need to hold each other. They're like, "Oh, I have to hold all of you." Oh my god, I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah, it, it. 
what did surprise me though was that it kind of seemed like like Lolo let go of Nam. Cause she was like she was sort of making it seem like like she wanted to go in. It was I you That's know, what I I think Jay had the better strategy. It came down yeah. to Jay Teresa and Lolo and Nam. And one of the big differences was uh, Jay kept switching up his his stance. He yes. was like letting his legs go free. He was standing up at points. He was crouching. And what people don't realize is that when you do stuff, when you hold someone with your upper body for that long, uh, what tends to cramp up slash tense up are your legs because yeah. you're keeping them in a certain position. And when your upper body is exerting that much force and has to relax, your legs are what go out on you. And if you don't have that stability to hold someone up, then you just fall apart. Whereas Nam was stayed in that same crouch position for a super long time. Yeah. I I think he I think that Nam underestimated um the the physical techniques it would take to per, like to perform in this challenge. Like it wasn't just like about being strong cuz like him and Lolo both physically very strong. Her temper seems a little bit off. She was like I'm just getting more and more angry. I'm like why are you getting angry? I mean, nobody wants to get dropped in her, in her defense. Yeah, but maybe that sexual frustration for 38 years is really starting to... <laughs> uh. My solution is just bang on, but that's fine. <laughs> Jay wins the heat, and overall, it's super impressive, especially, you know, nobody expected that from him. He continues no. to impress on this show. Heat 2 had... Amber Ambed Michi, Josh and Nani, Cam and Kyle, Fessy and Casey, Ashley and Corey, and then Big T and CT. My favorite team. <laughs> I love them. Very impressively, uh, Kyle's the first person to get his ropes done. Uh, they come in third place overall, which I find very impressive since this is one of the few yeah. challenges where Cam's size is a bit, you know, it hampers them a bit. And for how long he'll her up, it was very great. I mean, usually her yeah. size is an advantage. This one, not so much. Uh, Fessy, very not impressive in this challenge. Where no. He just, you know, lets Casey go relatively early. Uh, Michi, I didn't expect much from him here. And he performs about what I'd expect. But Amber's so small. Like, yeah, how could he he's, not? Just he's like small, too. Oh, <laughs> he's the smallest guy in the house he's like 145 pounds he's really just like coasting his way through too good for him <laughs> uh, he did about what I expect and then uh, Corey just really phoned this one in I think Corey was also like it's a girl's day you could see that in his head but they I just, I don't think it's a good idea to just automatically be like, okay, well, it's girls week, so whatever. I'll just drop her. Because you don't know what's going to happen throughout. You don't know who's going to get, like, DQ'd for something. I just think he realized at, like, a certain point, like, this isn't going to be my challenge. We're just, we're going to take this L. Uh, Then we have the final two, which is Josh and Nani and Big T and CT. And... (laughs) Josh, as he's about to drop Nani, like, it's very clear 
that he's like two seconds away from dropping Nani. He tries to pull the big brother move where it's like, CT, you're safe with me. I'm not going to put you up as HOH. No back doors, <laughs> nothing. CT's like, okay, well, this isn't big brother. <laughs> and Nani's like, no, 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 no. Poor Nani. I mean, he did he did well. I mean, he did come in second place, so he did well. It's just funny that he tried to pull that play when it was quite evident that CT was, like, cruising. And this is the perfect challenge for their duo. Because yeah. Big T, very small. CT, very big. I just, he could have done that with, like, one pinky. He could have just, like, held her by that. The people who competed in the second heat had a big advantage, though, where they got to see all the techniques from the first heat. And they yeah. had a rough estimate of what it would take to win. I I I probably wouldn't even have gotten on the platform. <laughs> I don't like heights. I mean, Big T was literally terrified. And then yeah. CT and her won. And that's huge. It was a big win for the two of them. Uh, yep. It was like we said, like the, the two of them really complement each other. Yeah, what and it, CT... Fluffy Bunny and Hawk or something? Yeah, Bunny and Hawk. Yeah. All right. When you are ready, let's let's do it. What are we talking about? Uh, we're gonna talk. We're just gonna jump right into right after the daily challenge. Great. Right, the politicking. Yeah. Five, four, three, two. Then after the daily challenge, uh, Big T and CT are named the winners, and CT is letting Big T take the reins. Big T is putting her plan that they already talked about in play where they're going to make Anissa the house vote. Then they're going to blindside Tori as the power vote. And yep. it's great because they already know what they're doing. They yeah. Everything else from there is just a charade. Uh, they just have to finesse some votes their way, being like, hey, uh, please vote Anissa. It doesn't hurt you in any way. Just vote her in. And much pe- many, many people agree. Um, yeah, and that- Big T gets to play up the whole royalty role. And I love it. It's they adorable. Like, they make like that like fake VIP booth for her, and she like literally has Tori like kissing her her hand. Her that right was finger, the most like the Godfather boss thing ever. I loved it. Just like it was like watching Tori literally get kicked off of a pedestal. Kiss the hand that yeah. is going to send you into elimination. That is going to send you right in, and it was it. cool. Uh, no hesitation yeah, I mean, either. It's funny though because people are like, "Oh yeah, Big T is getting full of herself," and like Big T and the itty bitty committee already had their game plan set up. Yeah, and now they're just putting it in motion. Fantastic. Big T's done this before though, so I remember she was in the tribunal and wasn't she like joking around with like the Holy Trinity, so like Nani, Kayla, and Jenna, and she was like, "If you guys do the dishes for me and like serve me breakfast." Well, that time they didn't really take her seriously, and they're kind of like treating well, her yeah. as a joke. This time, though, Big T already has the play. So when she's doing that with Tori, 
it's yeah. it it hits a lot deeper. It hits a lot better. Uh, one of the critical moments of this is the fact that Tori keeps operating in her Tory world and she's yeah. like yeah let's vote in a small girl because then I can beat a small girl in the elimination let's beat the small girls and yeah, let's beat Amber M hand me a gold skull yeah like let's go for Amber M she's obviously the weakest person here to which Amber M hits her with one of the best lines I think in challenge history where she tells Tori I respect you as a competitor but if you're going around telling other people that I'm weak and you're not telling me, then I take that as you being weak. And I was gobsmacked. I was like, whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> Amber M, if that's not earning stripes, I don't know what it is. Even if you feel, even if she is a weak physical competitor, like maybe she is. Like we, we don't know yet. We don't yeah. really know. Uh from a social and from a political and from just like a toughness standpoint, the girl has that. She just comes straight yep. at you. She kind of reminds me a little bit of like three people. Uh, Jim Halpert from The Office. Where her face, like sometimes she's just like, why am I here? Like what's going on? Uh, Aubrey Plaza. Just okay. in like Aubrey Plaza type, you know, like I like to see the world burn type ways and just being an icon in different ways. And Amanda Garcia, in that she kind of has that cutting ability. She yeah, kind of has, fight. she has the cutting ability, but she has kind of like an Aubrey Plaza like demeanor to her. Yeah. And then other times it's just like her in the kitchen eating food, and it's Shame you know the, that to me that's like the Jim Halpert where she's just like, I couldn't be bothered in this moment. I'm just here to like you know live my life. Like I don't know why you're coming at me. I'm gonna keep this same energy as I go along. And it's the, again, it's the complete opposite of Tori, where she's talking all around and just yeah. being not direct as a whole. Then they go to the deliberation where, you know, the two people who are, you know, competing for votes, or at least how they believe they're competing for votes, is Tori and Amber. And Anissa's also in their involved, obviously trying to defend uh, Tori. and. Yeah. It's so blatantly like the difference between Abby, Amber and Gabby and Anissa and Tori is that Anissa and Tori, when they talk about the game, they're just rambling, just talking in. in not even circles, like unfinished circles. They're like, yeah, but we should take out all the small girls. Yeah, but you have to earn your stripes. Like you have to go into elimination because you have to earn your stripes. Like you have to go into elimination too because you need a gold skull. It was interesting to me because they were like, not even circles. It's like they're going to. Yeah. So it's like a straight line. And then right before they get to the person, they create a little circle around them. Yeah. And it's just like, look, we're going to point at them, but we're not going to actually say them for whatever reason, because we don't want to be like, like we don't want to be, you know, the, the person accusing. We don't want to be the aggressor. Yeah. And both, it's just they're both talking really loud, but not saying anything. It was so transparent. No points were made. Fake. Meanwhile, Gabby and Amber are just talking directly. They're just talking right at you. Yeah. And one of my favorite moments is as Amber's talking in circles, Anissa's talking in circles, they pan in on Amber's face and she's just like looking across the room like, what the hell is this person talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you ever going to have a point? What's um, very, again, what's very transparent about this conversation that they're having is that 
Anissa and Tori very much believe that Tori's the one getting voted in as the house vote. Yeah. <laughs> Which is sort of like it's the, the itty bitty small committee. I'm going to call them the itty bitty committee. It's their whole plan like coming together because that's what they want. They want to be able to blindside Tori. Then when the votes are actually revealed, 15 out of 22 people voted for Tory, which is a pretty heavy majority for this point in the game. Didn't they vote for Anissa? My bad. I voted for Anissa, my bad. It's a pretty heavy majority. Uh, When tracking down the other votes, uh, the people who didn't vote for Anissa were uh, Anissa, Fessy, Tori, Josh, Jay, Teresa, and... One other person who's not, not, not even parent. her partner, Leroy. Her partner was like, "I, you in?" It's funny though, because even Leroy said, "Like, yeah, I'm not voting. I'm voting in Anissa because I don't want Cam to see Tori in elimination." So that makes me wonder: Did Leroy know that Anissa was the target, or I'm not 100 percent sure on that? It confused me a yeah. bit. But the overall votes show that Anissa was. The target for this vote and the people who yeah. didn't vote for her oh Corey was the other person who didn't vote for her. so those three him jay and Teresa, they promised not to vote for anisa based on like being friends and like burning those votes and the yeah. others were targeting amber m and they just didn't they weren't in they were in the dark they didn't know it was going to be anisa i loved it i, I it was sort of interesting to see um Teresa have to like play both sides so like like old school and new school like she really wanted to defend anisa after being friends with her for so long and like being on the show with her for so long but she's sort of like in more with with this like itty bitty committee it's a sinking ship for her it's like i'm not going to not gonna play out well for her what's funny is the way she described tori where it's like yeah i have my old friend and my old friend's friend i guess uh, yeah, this friendship that they're definitely not playing up even further to promote a different podcast. The Anissa Tory friendship is so sudden and so shocking. Where Anissa represents like the opposite of everything Tory is or at yeah. least has in the past, and like Tory's like actively like, called her a layup in the past, and Anissa never wants to be, like, called weak and stuff like that. It just, it seemed very odd. Uh, what weird. was more shocking, the fake Josh West rivalry or the Anissa Tory best friendship? I'm going to say the Anissa and Tory one because I openly talk about how I think that Josh does, like, everything for the camera. Like, he wasn't meant for big brother he wasn't meant for the challenge like he's he's waiting to to get on bad girls club he wants it to come back on i want to see him go like nose nose toe-to-toe with like angela i he he belongs on bad girls club or like i don't know the real housewives of the challenge or something it just needs to be like him and like trishelle and paula just like sipping white wine spritzers and like yelling in each other's faces their plan goes perfectly into motion, and then CT, right before the elimination, cuts a little side deal with Lolo where it's like, hey, if it looks like an easy win for you, we'll throw you in, you give us the nod. And yeah. it's a smart deal to make because 
they don't really have. I mean, CT personally doesn't have as many allies as Big T, no. and getting someone like Lolo, I think part of him also thinks like, oh, later in the season, Lolo might steal me as a partner, and I want to run a final with Lolo, and I think that's like subconsciously in his head why he made that deal. Which I think it's a smart play for both sides. Uh, yeah. Worst case scenario, you knock out one of Tori and Nisa, and the way Tori's going, she's still going to have a target on her. Yeah. They get to the elimination itself, and then they make the play. Uh, they put Tori in. <laughs> uh, more, more best friends against best friends. It was freaking hilarious because I again Amber M shined in this voted because. Everyone is like looking at Tori, like whoa, and like people are like, "All right, let's go, Tori!" Like, like clapping, and you just yeah. see Amber like not even responding to it. Like Loved she's just it. like she's just like not even like looking back to Tori. She's just like in the stands, and then TJ's like, "Oh, it looks like you're creating some friends up there." And right. then Amber M throws up a heart <laughs> at her, smiling, and it was very much like, "Have you ever seen the meme of the little girl with the house on fire behind it?" Yeah. That was the exact that was vibe. Her. That was her watching Tori like, hey, you thought I was weak, right? Yeah. <laughs> show, show me how weak you are. What I The vibe that it gave me was very like, like the the calling out of the name very much gave me like Dirty 30 Jemmy being like, Jenna. Yeah. Oh, it was it, just like one it of those gave moments. me that kind of, I was like, yeah. Amber's like, yo, politics are part of the game. Looks like you're pretty weak at this politics part. (laughs) Oh, uh, you know, apology. Again, trying to to an accent. I'm so sorry, Jemmy. (laughs) I don't know why I thought I could do Jemmy's and also that Boston accent a while ago. Uh, My apologies to anyone uh, who had to hear that. (laughs) But the elimination was entertaining. It was... A bit. It was, uh, they had a giant, uh, what would you call it? A wheelbarrow? It's like a crate? Just like a bucket. Like a, like a, um, a metal basket. Yeah, a giant metal trash can type basket with all these weighted balls in them. They called bombs. Uh, players would have to grab a rope and pull it in towards them, uh, and then try to knock it over. After they get it, they then have a wall with 20 squares on it, and they have to throw the ball through these squares. Uh, Seven of them are false panels that are solid. Uh, 13 of them are not. And once you break through 13 of them, you win the elimination. Uh, Most times I hate these type of eliminations because you could do better than your opponent and lose because you just went for the wrong panel. I mean, you're just kind of playing a more luck-based version of battleship at that point oh yeah also it i don't know i don't think there's like a real strategy to it no there is none it's just like Like, all right it just once you hit one that is a false panel you just know not to aim for that one but if your opponent like you could hit all 20 of them and then your opponent could get all 13 on their first attempts just like based on luck I would have liked it better if it was um, sort of like a puzzle. So like if one side had like a picture of a triangle and the other side had like the gold skull and then you had to like throw the bomb to flip it and keep all that. Like sort of like a matchup game. I think that would have that would have entertained me further. 
Yeah, maybe maybe make it like a Connect Four type thing or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so that would have like made that would have made way more sense. Things. Yeah, and then like you could accidentally throw the ball and knock one over that you didn't mean to hit from before, and then you'd have to do it again. These this is much better than the elimination we got. Uh, in actu- <laughs> in actuality, uh, uh, what happened was Anissa. They both pull their card in. Anissa gets hers in. I want to say like five seconds faster. Oh, but yeah. hers gets knocked down, whereas Tori's does not knock down because right before she gets to the end, she stalls and then tries to pull yep. it. And you need momentum. And <laughs> I don't know what Tori was thinking, where she just grabs like as close as she can to it and the rope and just starts trying to pull it like this. Yeah. And then she was doing that thing where she's like throwing her arms in the air. She's like, what? I, mine's broken. Mine's not working. And you're like, just, it's fine. Just pull it. Yeah, it's, you have to get farther on the rope for, for first off. Like she had, she was way too close. She had to yep. get farther down on the rope to get more leverage to get a better pull. Uh, so that way it would make an actual diagonal horizontal movement upwards. Uh, yeah, and she had no momentum going either. So she's just I, trying to pull it, and you need the momentum. She's not, you know, she's not strong enough to lift, like no. to push over 300, 400 pounds like that. Like you can't. And I know that a lot of people are probably like, okay, you're just like sitting at home and you're watching it, and like you don't know how hard it is. This isn't Tori's first first time seeing an elimination or like a, a challenge like this. You know what I mean? Like she's she, a. Lo- if you've if you've done one similar challenge to this, then you've you've sort of got the idea down. And you know Tori is like such an amazing player. How come it took her so long to figure out how to pull a basket down? Yeah, you know what's funny is that uh, I, I if Jordan was in the stands, he'd be shouting at her, but giving her actually the right strategy. <laughs> like simultaneously, like trying to get back the engagement ring, but like also being like, okay, but you just have to step back and like put your left foot there, put your right foot there, and pull. That would have been the dirt. Like she could have won this elimination had he been there to yell yeah. at her like that. And people on Twitter would have been like, Jordan's so annoying for yelling at her. And it's like, I just watched this girl just fumble this basket for yeah. probably like 10, 15 minutes. Uh, what's for funny a minute, is that. Like Anissa was going to go help her. <laughs> yeah, like, Anissa, Anissa was done with 10 out of 13 panels before yeah. Tori even like knocked her down. She's like, oh man, really sucks to see my best buddy Tori. Screwing up like this. <laughs> I'm like, you're ba- What? Another two of my favorite moments was uh, Fessy being like, yeah, Tori and I, we, we just look at each other and we both know what each other's thinking. And it's like, yeah. yeah we all do guys, too. Yeah, it's like you guys want to bang. <laughs> like you guys want to yeah. see your significant others. Like we get it. We see that. Like you didn't need to say that, Fessy, for us to know. Yeah, we. I have eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I have eyes and I have Instagram. I know exactly what you were both thinking. Amber M. Also, it's just like smiling, just smiling there watching Tori, this girl who called her weak, just can't get the bucket over, can't get the nope. thing done. Uh, eventually, she gets it done. And I think the final score in the end is uh, 13 to 6. Just a massive blowout win by Anissa. Uh, yeah. Over time, it's going to be remembered more as a loss from Tori than a win for Anissa because it was embarrassing how bad she lost, especially after, you know, calling all these girls weak. All of them. 
And then she doubled back on it. She was like, well, like, at least I lost, like, my friend, like, somebody that I, like, respect as a competitor. I'm like, I think we could run the tapes back. <laughs> and you probably haven't been saying that about Anissa until it seems like production set you up on a play date with her one day. You know, we... Lips moving in a confessional and they had Wes's voice. Like, I see how bad my friend wants it. And as I see Ugh. my friend wanting it so much, I think, like, I can't take this from my friend. He wants it so want, much. I didn't want this as much as him. I'm like, mm. <laughs> Except, I just didn't want it that bad. I'm like, who wrote this script? And what's funny is that even with Wes saying that, it was somehow still less fake because, like, we've actually seen Devin and Wes's friendship for, like, four or five years now yeah. online. Whereas, like, this Tori and Nisa stuff is out of nowhere. And then after the elimination, Tori's like, yeah, you guys got to put respect on Anissa's name after she's actively tore other women down yeah. as her MO this season. Uh, it all just seems like one big ploy so that people will, like, listen to that podcast. One of and my I, favorite... <laughs> I have no interest in listening to it. Not just because it's, like, a competitor for this, but... I don't really what, care to hear Tori's opinion on this. One of my favorite things is that TJ, uh, he always, like, I think he's, like, Anissa's biggest fan over the years. Because he's yeah. like, Anissa, that's your 10th ever elimination win, which I want to note, that makes her second all-time for female elimination wins. But it's also not noting the fact that she has 10 losses as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh TJ's doing like a weird thing this season. Maybe it's because he's the handler and not the host. But like, I know that last elimination, so last episode, he was like, "You know anything you want to say, Nelson?" It's like TJ never does that. He never hey, has Nelson, like after you want, speeches. You want a you want a Chick Fil A gift card on, when you're on, on your way home? I hear I hear the hotel the the air the airport has a nice Chick Fil A in it. We'll hook you up that way. Burger and King. yeah. Burger King doesn't want you to to go home empty handed so here's a paper crown that anyone can ask for (laughs) do you think Burger King will sponsor this podcast because I do really like those crowns Uh, I hope I mean spicy nuggets $1.49 perfect not here we don't have them Spicy spicy nuggets are the superior type of nugget it's just more flavor it's all about whatever sauce you use, though, and your dipping technique. What do you What are you dipping in? What's your What's your preferred sauce? It depends where I am. So if I'm at McDonald's, I will mix sweet and sour and barbecue, so one in each. And if okay. I don't have access to those, I'll dip it right in honey. Um, Burger King barbecue sauce because I like the. And it's the same with Wendy's because I like the the breading that's on those ones. Totally different. McDonald's it has to be the like boot shaped ones. Those are the best ones. They dip the best. They taste better. McDonald's, for me, definitely sweet and sour. Uh, Wendy's, I agree, barbecue. And then uh, Burger King, sweet and sour. It's, it's, it's a way different sweet and sour, but yeah. And then Chick-fil-A, obviously Chick-fil-A sauce. We only have one Chick-fil-A here, and I haven't eaten there. Oh, it's... But I want to throw Popeye's in there, because Popeye's has nuggets. And in the like wild honey mustard... Oh, we only have strips from Popeyes. What? Oh yeah. my god, that's okay. So I got healthcare, <laughs> weed anywhere I want, and, and Popeyes chicken nuggets. Sweet. All right, 
for the people who invested like 50 minutes in this podcast and then get this two minutes of nugget talk, you're welcome. Tell us what nuggets you yeah. like. And also, after the elimination, uh, Anissa has a chance to pick a new partner. And she's like, oh, I'm going to take Fessy. Just because, like, one. Love it. It's like, yeah, let, let me just screw with him. Just, so petty. And you got to wonder, like, is Fessy going to throw himself down again to, like, get another school to switch again? Because nobody wants him as a partner after what he did. Nobody wants him as a partner. He just, like, blew it at the at the daily challenge. Like, he's, he, physically, he's very strong. And so, like, so is Casey. So it didn't make any sense that they didn't do well. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It, you can't really trust him after what he did to Nelson. You just can't. No. And then Leroy and Casey, they get reunited. And what's funny was that they were like, I had like, Leroy's like, man, I had to deal with one week of Anissa. And Casey's like, I had to deal with one week of Fessy. And they were, they were like traumatized. <laughs> they were like, like, let's come together. Yeah. I, they were like, I, we were doing fine together. So let's just do that again. In my article, I call them like a wallpaper picture frame combo. Like what you got behind you right now in your in your. <laughs> Which one? Who's let's who? Say, who's the bear Le- and who's the wolf? <laughs> let's say let's say they're both Leroy. Let's say they're both Leroy. It's okay. a combo. It's this is what you get. That's the Leroy Casey partnership. And they don't want the- anyone to they don't want anyone to know they're there, but they are there. The <laughs> wall. And here was her own big brother. This uh, <laughs> this little candle here in this bed frame. <laughs> Devin does not have a partner anymore and I I can't tell what I can't tell if what Devin did was idiotic or just like quietly genius where <laughs> he actively sabotaged Tori from the inside. Yeah. Which it... is smart if she's your enemy and was effective, but it's so extra. Again, it's the it's the forced forced relationships with Tori for me. I she's like Devin's like her nemesis and then like Anissa's her best friend and I'm like I I honestly just don't remember these people interacting that much. <laughs> Did I miss that? Was there an episode that I missed that week that it wasn't on? Was that just like a whole special on like how Tori feels about everyone in the house? What I love is that it's just she's gone now and she felt like something that was dragging the season down. It just, it's a yep. fact. Uh, Devin, just coming out like a daisy, man. Just like, in terms of like from episode one to now, like at easily yeah. the biggest growth in my view towards them. Anything he accomplishes from here on, it's just great because he won an elimination. He won a daily challenge with someone he hates. And now he got the person he hates out of the house. If he can get Josh out of the game or something like that, then, like, his season would be fantastic for him. Like, he's hitting yeah. on all cylinders. And My, it's weird to say. It's weird to say because, like, I, you know, we talked so much crap about him. Yeah. I I would be very impressed if Devin could back his shit up and take out the Big Brother Alliance. I don't think he can. The numbers are so stacked against him in this specific type format. I don't think he has a chance, but I think what he's already accomplished is cool. I think the format benefits those big brother players too much. And yeah, it just, 
if he wins another elimination, though, good for him, man. Good on him. Just yeah. keep going. Uh, what would you rate the episode? Um, I'm going to give it five and a half uh, of Nam's abs out of eight. I'm going to go six Nam abs out of eight. Very solid. Yeah. Good episode. Uh, moving on, you know, it's one of those things where, like, Tori's gone, Wes is gone. Uh, all these people who are scapegoats are kind of gone. And now we kind of see the game really start to pick up a bit. You have to do worry, though, like, now that Ashley's back in the game, are they just going to throw Ashley back in again? Yeah, I thought that's what was going to happen. Ashley was so happy when Big T won. She's, like, literally one of the only people who did not vote me in to the first elimination won. Like, my only friends won the Daily Challenge. This is the best day of my life. Worked out perfectly for her. <laughs> and I think her and Corey work well together. They they were partnered up on Rivals 3. I mean, Corey talked about it perfectly. It's like, I don't know what actually I'm getting. We either are winning this whole season or we're leaving next week. Like, it's that's the... That's the Ashley dichotomy, bro. That's the gamble. I love it. (laughs) I take it. And that'll be our episode. Yeah. Yeah. So if you like this episode, even if you just liked it, if you hate us, keep it. Like chicken nuggets. Yeah, if you love chicken nuggets, especially. (laughs) Subscribe on YouTube, on Spotify, on iTunes. Uh, Also, follow Nikki on Twitter. At the Nikki Sin on Instagram, at the Nikki Sin, or her website, thenikkisin.com. Or you can yep. follow me on Twitter, at the Alan Aguirre, uh, <laughs> medium, at the Alan or just type in Alan Aguirre on Facebook and send me a message. I get a lot of weird random messages and I answer them because I have the time. Oh, great. Do you get a lot of like sugar daddy requests? Because I can Ooh. send like a whole bunch your way. I've got a lot. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. Yeah. Well, everybody remember to wear a mask. I'm throwing that out there. Well, I have a... Very important. Yeah. Keep watching the challenge. Keep watching our channel. We've got some really fun stuff coming up. Uh, I think I'm going to have a top villains and challenge history video coming up and a top good guys article. So stay tuned. I'm excited. All right. Have a good night. Bye, everyone.